From the Atonement Fargo Studios on South University Drive in Fargo, North Dakota, this is That Podcast. This crew would really like to hear from you. And to do that, you can submit questions or comments at thatpodcast.net. And now, here is your favorite crew of hosts with That Podcast. When are we redoing that? I like yours. Yours is way better than mine. Way better. Agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you want. All right. We better do it next week. We'll see. I might be busy. You might be busy. (sighs) Whatever. I was going to make a joke of, you know, it's really hard when like pastors and youth workers only work one day a week, but (laughs) too soon. (laughs) It it is. It is really hard. (laughs) I woke up this morning with Tom Jones singing in my head. Is that which, random which and weird? One? Well, it was, uh, uh, I don't know the names of all the songs, but she's a lady. She's oh. a lady. <laughs> you know? But then I thought there was one, there was one that I liked. It was in the 90s. And uh, I listened to it this morning because I remember thinking, man, this song, I love this song. And I would, I would every time it would come on MTV, you know, I'd be like, this is great. And uh, so I found it today, and I listened to it, and I thought to myself, I liked that? It was terrible. It was called If I Only Knew by Tom Jones, and it's atrociously bad. Really? Oh, it's terrible. And the video is even worse. What year was a Tom Jones video on MTV? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I think it was 94. I'd have to look to be sure. Just shy, I don't know. Yeah. Were they still showing music videos in MTV at that time? Yep, that was yeah, that was before the fall. Yep. Yeah. Have you seen MTV lately? <laughs> it's no, definitely no. not worth it. No, no, uh, I haven't. No. You turn on the MTV and it's basically just I, I don't is Re- real world twenty four seven or something like that. Are they still like, doing reality shows? I, I, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. They did bring back the challenge this year though, so that's worth it. <laughs> on like one night a week. Agree to disagree. You don't like the challenge? <laughs> no, I don't like uh, anything that's on MTV. When when I was a teenager, the best shows was like Friday night videos mm-hmm. for music videos if you didn't have MTV or MTV where you would get music videos all day, every day. Yeah, Headbangers Ball. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. And I don't know when they stopped doing that. At some point, they just stopped showing music videos. Well, it's... And it pr- all went it, to reality TV. It, yeah, it probably started... Was it 92 when Real World New York came out? 91. I will say agree to disagree. I think the best MTV, this is going to get controversial fast, is I remember being like tween age and it was like next My Sweet 16, just like garbage reality that was all staged. Mm -hmm. And it was just good because like you would watch it and now watching it back, you're like, that's like the same five actors Mm -hmm. that they just gave them new names and like put them in different shows. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I, I remember them... (laughs) <laughs> talking about like, uh, is this the end of entertainment as we know it? Reality TV. And you had things that all came out at the same time, like Survivor was a big one. Yep. Um, big Brother. Big Brother, The Bachelor noise. and The Bachelorette. And frankly, I haven't watched any of these shows ever. And it was, So I'm completely out of the loop. It's the same people behind all of them too. Oh, I can't remember right? the guy's name. The name that comes Ryan in. Ryan Seacrest? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, the name that comes into my head is Mark Burnell, but it definitely wasn't the quarterback for the Jaguars. It was Mark Mark somebody, but I can't remember who it was now. 
you know, whenever people talk about the former like, U- uh, University of Washington Husky, by the way, <laughs> oh. Mark Brunel. Is he? Yeah. Whenever people talk about the like all day music videos, the only thing I can think of, and I think it's the most Midwestern thing is CMT used to do it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was like the cheesy, great mid 2000s, like Shania Twain, Toby Keith. And like yeah. my roommates and I were just talking about that. I was like, that's like what I think of when I think of like early mornings as a child mm-hmm. is, is watching to- CMT music videos. There you go. Mark Burnett was his name. Mark, is he Burnett? No, he's, he sounds well, kind of famous. I think I've heard of him before. Yeah. He's, he, he's like, uh, all of the reality TV that you see, I think he's behind most of it. I don't know if he was behind Ozzy's show. Remember the Osbournes? <laughs> Did you watch that? Now they have another yeah. show. They've got a show on, uh, I don't know what channel it's on. The rest of my family all watches it. They love it. Um, but it, they, Sharon and Ozzy watch. Uh, uh, Conspiracy videos? No, go, like ghost videos or like like paranormal <laughs> videos. And then they. Then, Is then it they, on travel TV, which seems seemed to be like the ghost channel? Yeah. It could be. But they'll watch these. And there's some that are so incredibly fake. You know, and they, and they'll call those out, and then there's other ones, and then they have like a scare meter, and Ozzy and Sharon each rate the video and how scary it is. I'll say that's a little bit of a ripoff though, because 90 Day Fiance does that with the couples that were previously on that they watch the newest episode, following the new episode that's on TLC. Oh, okay. and they like rate the success. <laughs> that's horrible. How they think like if their marriage will pan out. So what I remember about the Osborne show is that it was the most bleeped half hour of television out there. Is is that continuing with the new show? Well, yeah, but they wouldn't have to bleep Ozzy because nobody knows what he's saying anyway. (laughs) He's saying normal things are bleeping him anyway, just in case. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they, it's, it's funny. They have subtitles for Ozzy sometimes when he's talking, like when he re- gets really wound up and you have no idea what he's saying. They have to have subtitles for it. But that's interesting, too, because the guys, you know, in, in the back room have to be going, what did he just say? <laughs> uh, we'll talk to Jack afterwards. I'm sure he maybe, knows. Maybe that's why they did a paranormal show, because if you think about like ghost hunters, they do the, oh, we just heard a voice and you hear the like, wah, 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 wah. it's like, well, that's what they said. Oh, yeah, so what I thought you were cool. saying is on all those ghost stories, what they're hearing is Ozzy. Oh, that could That's be too. <laughs> <laughs> Dual <laughs> purpose. Yep. It's, it's, uh, my, uh, my daughter, especially Haley is just, she's rolling watching that, <laughs> laughing at Ozzy. So. How old is he now? 182. He In, in Ozzy years. Yeah, yeah. He's really old, but I think he's only like 70. Really? I'd have to look. I'll, I'll look that up. I'll get on the Google machine and find out. I mean, he's not as old as... as he looks like a pale raisin <laughs> that they just put glasses on and <laughs> stuck on for a TV show. A he looks pale, old. A pale raisin. He's 71. Wow. 71 years old. Man. Yeah, he's been run through the mill, though. Yeah, a couple times. <laughs> Back in Ozzy's day, you could, you could eat a bat and not have a, a, a pandemic start... <laughs> You know, what? That's horrible. It's true, isn't it? You think about some of these old rockers and you look at them and it's like, how, how did you, like, um, uh, Keith Richards from oh, Rolling Stone. Yeah. Uh, uh, Robin Williams had this great joke that, uh, after the apocalypse, all that will remain is Keith Richards and cockroaches. <laughs> Cause he has taken it. How did Robin Williams, he's, he's like, he's taken every illegal chemical 
possible and survived it. Yeah. And he'll just be like, anthrax. All right. <laughs> <laughs> going downhill fast. <laughs> but, you well, know, well, at, the, at the same time, it's not. Facts are facts. I don't think this conversation is condemning. This is more just kind of an awestruck conversation yeah. that we're having about <laughs> well, television, popular media, and I need to actually rockers. Google if this is real. I feel like I just recently read an article about um, Ozzy Osbourne that they did, like they research tested him. And they're like, no, there's something like he's built differently. Like not just the joke, like hashtag built different. He truly is like, nope, he's got DNA that has helped him survive all of this. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, well, I'm sure he's immune to everything at this point in his life. I, I, I have no doubt about that. A lot of the things that um, we suffer from are because of either being caused by our DNA or held back by our DNA. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how we're made. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a, it really is something that uh, when you dig into it, DNA and things like that really does, it, it humbles you and it inspires you at the same time about how amazingly built we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ability to adapt. I saw Ozzy in concert as an aside. Uh, so I, I've always wondered this, like, you know, it, it's a show mm-hmm. and you listen to Ozzy Osbourne's songs and records and stuff like that. And he's very, he, he's clear. I mean, you can mm-hmm. tell he's not... He, he speaks English English, not American English, yeah. but he, he's clear. Mm-hmm. But then you hear him talk spontaneously. Yeah. And it's like he's got a bunch of marbles in his mouth. Yeah. What? Yeah. And, yeah, and it's a stutter, stutter, stutter. When you saw him live in concert, in between the songs, was it clear what he was saying or was it? No, it was normal Ozzy. Like, maybe stick to singing. Yeah. But the only thing I, I really remember was, you know, it was cool watching Ozzy perform. But the, the thing I remember the most is, so this was at the Metrodome. It was in 97, and it was for OzFest. It mm-hmm. was the one year that they moved out of Somerset, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that the dome was packed solid, mm-hmm. and he had a fire hose that he was spraying the crowd with. I just remember that, like, oh, I wish it was up far enough to get a little <laughs> bit of that. It's so hot. Just sweating in this. <laughs> yep. The yep. Metrodome turns into a sauna. Oh, man, yeah. It was packed, packed in there. For those yeah. of you who are not Finnish, what I just said is the proper way to pronounce sauna. that. It's not sauna, it's sauna. Sound, really? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. And I think I've talked about this before, but it's like in the South. When I lived in the South, people would, would say mama, but they pronounced it in my head, mau mau. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was saying what they were saying. I'd say mau mau. They said, no, no, you're saying it wrong. I had to learn how to say it. You don't say Mao Mao, you say mall mall really fast and it comes out as mama. <laughs> mama and daddy. But it, it, you're saying mall mall instead of Mao Mao. When I think of uh, Mao Mao, I think of the the um the Oak Ridge boys. Thank you. you. Know? Yes. Yeah. Yep. You don't know who the Oak Ridge boys are? I know are? who they are. I just don't know what you like. Oh bop oh okay. bop yep. mao mao. Like Was I low enough? You got to get low if you're going to sing. If you can pull that one off, yeah. I, I bet that's one band that's never, ever had a, a, a cover band. A cover band, yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. No. So, oh, boy. Good boy, time. rabbit hole after rabbit yeah. hole. We're kind of yeah. like the Caddyshack uh, gopher. Yep. Just running from hole to hole today. <laughs> yeah. We're longing for Pastor Cross. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
we have to practice all of our Paulisms before he comes back. Yeah, that's true. You know, I was thinking about the one I told you yesterday. I said it wrong, right? My life is but to serve. That's what mm-hmm. he says. My life is but My to serve. My life is but to serve. Yep. Uh, go eat pizza, serve the Lord. Yeah, go eat pizza and serve the Lord. Yeah. The other day when I was leaving for lunch, I said to Margian, I said, all right, I'll be back. I'm going to go get some FUD. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> is that a Paul thing? I've never heard yeah. that. He uh-huh. says it to Margine and I all the time when he's going to go get lunch. Going to go find uh, some FUD. Find some FUD. Huh. Yeah, I I do think that we should have all the the Paulisms yeah. and and nail the the and uh, and do something mm-hmm. with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So listeners, if you guys know of any that we're not thinking of, I'm curious. Send how, them our way. How big of a book we could fill? I think oh. we get at least 300 pages. Just you know, like just those, quote after quote. Yeah. I was thinking more like the giant uh, encyclopedia that they don't let you leave the library with. That's like <laughs> 11 by 17 <laughs> per page. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, very good. Yeah, if, if any of our users know uh, uh, the Reverend Doctor uh, Paul Cross and have any of his isms, we would love to hear them. Yep, yes. love those Paul isms. Good times. Well, should we do something today? Yeah, why not? <laughs> we, I feel like we have been. We've been productive. <laughs> We've got fifteen minutes of rabbit holes. <laughs> well, we do have a couple of questions. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I would love more questions. Questions are good. I love questions. Yeah. Yep. So send them in if you have them. Uh, but we have one from someone who only signed big fan. Okay. So this is this must be the biggest fan of all the big fans that we have. Very good. Or at least we know we have one. Uh, well, yeah, our one big fan. So yeah, perfect. Uh, it says, "Hey, big fan here." Sometimes it feels like we come to church to get told what to do. Do this. Don't do this. I know the expectations, but I can't live up to that high standard. So I've been experiencing a lot of church-related guilt. For a simple example, when I see myself consciously choosing to watch Netflix over reading the Bible, I get frustrated. I know I don't have to be perfect, but how can I deal with this feeling of guilt? And how can I learn to put God over worldly things? Signed, a big fan. I love it. What yeah. a great question. It is a great question. And let me just share with a big fan that uh, they are being crushed by the law. Mm-hmm. And um, l- just a little, little background on this, because the, what was just explained is how everybody everywhere feels. Mm-hmm. When, when we hear a word from God, we're going to hear it one of two ways. We're going to hear it as the law, or we're going to hear it as the gospel. The law always convicts, it always accuses, it always condemns. It sounds like, uh, like a parent wagging their finger at you. Yeah, you didn't do enough, you didn't do, you know, do it better. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how the law works, and it crushes us. And the reason it crushes us is because... It does not fulfill our desire to be justified by it. So the law always says, if then, if you do this, then you do this. And it goes on exponentially for forever. So you did this right, but why didn't you do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you helped that person. Why didn't you help that person? Mm-hmm. Oh, you went, you went to church. Um, why aren't you reading your Bible more? The law will always find a place to accuse you. This is what Martin Luther coined as as the opinio legis, 
the legal opinion that is the original superstition in the heart of every single person that if I can just figure out how to get right by God, then I will be right. And our mechanism in order to try to justify ourselves before God is always about what we have to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, the law shows itself in its language. It's always a have to. You have to. You have to. You have to. It's never a want to. Mm -hmm. But it will accuse you even there by saying, why don't you want to? Do this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And so um, what our big fan is expressing is the opinio legis, the legal opinion, that if I can just get right with God, then I will be right. And because I can't meet that standard, I'm being bombarded by guilt. Mm-hmm. Now, what is guilt? Guilt is the feeling of the realization that you have done something wrong. The biggest danger with guilt is that if it continues and your behavior does not adjust, it becomes shame. And shame is, I am something wrong. And shame is much more difficult to remove. Both guilt and shame are brought about because of doubt in our justification before the law. I doubt that I have done enough good in order to earn God's grace. And the the dirty little secret is, you're right. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You have not done enough to earn God's favor. When that hits, you're being crushed by the law so that you reach a point where you can basically have to cry out in your heart, I cannot do enough. What hope is there? Usually, the devil will try to push us at that point to send us in one of two directions. Despair, which is, I cannot do it. I'm worthless. I'm miserable. I'm trapped in whatever I'm burdened by. I've moved from guilt of doing something wrong to I am something wrong. And despair is culminated in rejecting God and his grace. Mm-hmm. The other direction is to push you to pride which is, well, I keep doing wrong or I keep messing up. It's God's problem, not mine. Mm. Um, And this is the way God made me, so forget God. Mm -hmm. The point in either direction is for the devil to lie to us so much that we reject God's grace and reject God's love for us. Mm -hmm. But this is how the law works. It's why God gives us the law first. He's killing us so that we stop trying to rely on ourselves to be justified before God. And now we can have ears to hear the gospel. And the gospel does not sound like you have to do this. The gospel always comes at a promise. It sounds like this. No one will snatch you out of my hand. Um, You did not choose me, but I chose you. Mm -hmm. Those are both in John. Those are the words of Jesus. Um, Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The gospel always comes as a promise of what God is doing for you, contrary and removed from your good works, your accomplishments. When that hits home, you discover that you are a new person in Jesus Christ, and now you are free. You're not free 
to do all the sinful things you wanted to do beforehand, because that would just be entering right back into the, the condemnation game of the law. That's why the law is there to bind and convict our sinfulness and to re- restrain evil behavior. Um, but rather, you are free to be, free to live in faithfulness to God. And when that happens, you find yourself wanting to carry out what were previously have-tos, such as, why do I want to watch this show and not read my Bible? Well, that's a, that's a false dichotomy to be set up, which is being used against a person to bring judgment on them. Rather, think of it like this. Um, I read my Bible, and I watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. Reading my Bible is getting my vegetables. Netflix is having a piece of candy. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them is um, bad per se. One is very good. Mm-hmm. But we've got it in our mind that um, the good stuff for us tastes bad <laughs> and the bad stuff for us tastes good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that, that is human nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need both. And so why do you need the Bible? Well, and, and why is it a burden? Because we're sinners. Mm-hmm. Because we hearing God's word spoken to us, his revelation in scripture and living in that is tied into this original opinion legis. We go to the Bible and look at it as a set of rules. And if we just study the rules enough, then we'll figure out the, the secret ingredient, the mm-hmm. secret, you know, the, the special sauce yeah. uh, that will make God do what we want God to do. And so we look at it and it's like, well, it doesn't work that way. So what is the benefit of reading the Bible? The more you are in the Bible, it gives the Holy Spirit more time to work on you mm-hmm. rather than you manipulating the Holy Spirit. And the more you read the Bible and in the narrative, you discover that it's not a set of rules, but it's a love letter mm-hmm. that is constantly pouring God's grace upon you, pouring out the gospel over and over and over again so that you rely on Christ alone rather than on yourself for justification. When you get out of that mess, then you begin to actually live for your neighbor and things like reading the Bible, going to church, saying your prayers, it's always going to be a bit of a burden, but it's going to become something that you want to do Mm -hmm. because it blesses you and you see that blessing happening. Mm -hmm. The key is to always go back to Christ. When the devil throws your failures in the biblical and churchly uh, expectations you go and cling to Christ. You mm-hmm. throw Christ in the devil's face. Um, when you are convicted, um, turn to God. Mm-hmm. Turn to God in prayer. Uh, turn to God for guidance. That's why you're feeling convicted. The law is not bad. The law is perfect. The problem is we're not perfect right? because we're sinners. And so the law points that out. Mm-hmm. But God is not going to let that be the final word concerning you, so he gives you the gospel. Yeah. And the gospel is Jesus for you. So when the devil's throwing your sins in your face, you throw Christ in his face. Yeah. That's the answer. Yeah. And Did I'm, I dodge your question completely or, or no, was No, I no, I, I don't think so at all. I, I think that um uh for big fan, um you're not alone. I know that a lot of times the the devil will whisper that too. You're the only one. Yeah, there's you're, you're not completely alone. There's only seven billion other people yeah. on the planet that are going through the same thing. Yeah, and and but that will be there. You, you know, you're the only one. Everybody else is 
doing what they're mm-hmm. supposed to be doing, but not you. You're not you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. The and, devil is a liar and mm-hmm. the king of lies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. have you ever seen the movie The Devil's Advocate? Yeah. With Al Pacino? Yeah. Best movie to explain how the devil lies I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Because you're listening to Al Pacino and you're like, he's making a lot of sense, yeah, man. Making some good points. But you realize that even by the end of that, that was all a lie. Yeah. Like when he's like, I'm a fan of man. Yeah. I never judged him. Okay. All right. Uh, all lie. Yeah. So, yep. anyway. And and it's it's a discipline, you know. Um, uh, but, you know, Netflix is fine, too. I like Netflix. Um, but, you know, somebody told me one time, uh, it, it's sort of like, uh, and this is when I was struggling with the same kind of thing. You know, I just, it, it, I feel like I get to the end of the day and I don't have, I don't have time. You know, I don't have I don't have time, and and it's God's economy. If you do something, um, you're gonna you're gonna wind up with more time. It'll, it'll be like you have more time, and yeah. um, fifteen minutes. Yeah, fifteen minutes in the morning. It's like uh, it's like that project that you have when you're a kid. You get a bucket, and you have all these rocks, and you have the the huge rocks couple of huge rocks and then you have smaller rocks and and smaller rocks and smaller rocks and then you have a pile of sand and you're supposed to get it all in the bucket right well if you put that sand in first the small stuff you're not going to get the rest right if you put the big stuff in the the important thing in everything's going to fit in fine i think this is kind of the same thing it is and and you know we talked about like in church we talked about how god guides you and i mentioned five c's right and Mm -hmm. this all comes out of the alpha course which is awesome, by the way, uh, because only God is awesome and Alpha is all about God. Another Paul. Is There's a, another one. Yep. God alone is awesome. And um, in there, we talk about how does God guide you? Because uh, uh, unless you are a very unique person, even in the Bible, God's not going to speak to you directly with words. Even mm-hmm. in the Bible, he only does it with a couple people. Right. Aside from, you know, Jesus speaking. Uh, but God guides you through his word. And how he does that, I like how you talked about 15 minutes because the Holy Spirit will use that 15 minutes to speak to you in a way that you may have read the same verse a hundred times. But on this day, on this occasion, for whatever reason, it may seem like a coincidence, but God is speaking to you. Mm -hmm. And I like to, I don't believe in coincidence. Um, I believe that coincidence is just God choosing to be anonymous. Um, I've seen enough stuff in my life to be like, yeah, no, coincidence, that's, that's a that's a fairy tale. That's mm-hmm. doubting. That's that's doubt thrown in there. Yeah, you know. Um, anyway, Is, isn't it strange that this just happened to work out? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Huh? Oh, oh, how odd! Oh. And that's the sinner us. It's like it's kind of like the guy who was born blind in the Bible that Jesus heals. He's been blind his entire life. Uh-huh. Everyone knows this guy. They grew. This was Rudy in in their in their fourth grade class. <laughs> they know him, right? He, he he's been blind, blind his entire Rudy. life. Yeah, right. And then all of a sudden he can see. Uh-huh. Well, how can he see? Well, this guy Jesus came and did that. Ah, we don't believe that. Yeah. He must always. You were never blind. You were faking all those years, <laughs> like <you>? Stevie Wonder. <laughs> When things happen and they seem too good to be true, we will rationalize everything. <laughs> I can't. Were you just saying Stevie Wonder's been lying for the last uh, seventy years? Haven't you seen the videos? Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. There's there's one. That <laughs> now, there's a rabbit trail. Ryan's again. in a small population. You're the type that's like, well, how can he know how to play piano? He's blind. <laughs> Haven't like you? Ever- they didn't create a whole entire <laughs> braille language. 
Haven't you seen the video where he's standing next to the microphone stand and somebody knocks it down and he grabs it before it hits the ground? So two things on that. Heightened senses. If I blindfolded you and something went <laughs> by you, you'd instinctively do something. Hey. I'm just telling you what I've seen on the interwebs. Ryan, are we going to have to have a whole podcast? Here you go, big fan. Here's... <laughs> what else do you deny? All right, what were you saying? I don't know. What was I saying? You're talking about Rudy the blind man. Yeah, okay. So so it's like it's too good to be true. And so we will lie to ourselves what we see with our own eyes to justify our preconceived expectations. Mm-hmm. But when the gospel breaks in on you, it's like your eyes are opened up. And so you can read the Bible and it's not about getting the right rules for you, but it's opening up to listening to the Holy Spirit work on you, not just with words that you're going to hear in your ears, but, but through the compelling spirit Mm -hmm. that leads you to want to do something or the circumstances that you're in. It, it interprets us and it gets us in that conversation with God where we're actually listening to him. And that's the power of the Bible. It's not magic. It's just, it's getting into, it's getting wrapped up in the story because it is your story as Christians. I mean, Acts was just the first chapter of the Christian story. It continues with each one of us. Mm-hmm. And so that's the blessing about reading the Bible. So of course the devil doesn't want you to open it up. Of course your sinful nature is like, I, because you know what? We don't want to die. The sinful nature does not want to die. The sinful nature wants to self-celebrate and self-congratulate and be our da 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 our own gods. Mm-hmm. But the gospel breaks in upon us, and you become a new person in Christ. I'm still 100% sinner in myself, but through faith in Jesus and because of what he's done for me and what the Holy Spirit has put on my heart to believe that promise, I'm now 100% saint on account of Jesus Christ alone. Mm-hmm. And you know what that frees me to do? It frees me to quit playing these games and to actually get down to what life is all about and being the good creation I'm meant to be, which means loving God and loving my neighbor. Mm -hmm. And so the Bible becomes not an option to justify myself, but the place where I can go to get the stuff that I need to get me through the day, the week, the month, the year. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's also kind of important to, so like Ryan said, 15 minutes a day, even if that, like having an act of faith isn't like you're not going to become an Iron Man overnight, like able to lift 500 pounds, like right. take it at your pace. If it's one day a week that, okay, at Tuesdays at 2.15 for 15 minutes, yeah. I'm going to read, take, take your own time, take the time that it takes to get up to what is a habit for you. Mm-hmm. In this life, there's so many things that are distractions to us. It's oh, very easy yeah. to fill up all the distractions mm-hmm. because the relationship with God is not one based on sight. It's one based on faith in this life. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to ignore that relationship because of all the other things that are demanding our, our attention that we can see. Yeah, And it's usually we're, we're often more often um, reacting to the events in our life rather than, than being proactive. Being in a relationship with God is about being proactive, not reactive. Yep. And when you take that time, it becomes a habit, mm-hmm. just like anything else that we do, and it will bless every other part of your life. Yeah. So, Good. Good question. There you go, big fan. Great question. Mediocre mm-hmm. answer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. And and so, um, yeah, I, th- I think that 
you answered it very well. And, um, I want big fan to know that you are not alone. I, you know, we all, I think all three of us have a Netflix account, you know, absolutely. <laughs> and, and it's, it's a, it's a discipline. Where, where else know? am I going to watch stranger things? Come on, <laughs> man. When's that coming back? Season four has started filming. They did, huh? Mm-hmm. Is the monster just going to be the COVID virus? <laughs> <laughs> did they have that back in the eighties? I wasn't around for it. The, up, uh, the upside down. Oofta. Yeah. So we do have another question. Um, I don't know if we want to go down this road. Well, you wouldn't let me know what it was in advance. So it might be like, I don't know. Well, you'll know it's whether or not you want to let everybody else know that you know. Oh, okay. You know, I know that you know that you know that I know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Two thirds of us will agree on this topic. Sarah already knows. Oh, so it's ganging up on me here. No, 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 no. It's per like, usual, Ryan it, wants to be unique. It's, I see. It's like, it's like uh, uh, voting. This will be a, a two-thirds majority. I uh, have to go main you're, style. You're, you're the, you're the, um, uh, you're, you're the one that can flip the, flip the script one way or another. Okay. All right. So it's a, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's almost a statement as a question, the way that it's worded. And it comes from Enoch S. Ah, oh, he has the best questions. Oh, he does. He does, but never before has he uh, uh, potentially um, set so much. He, he brought the thunder this oh, time. Oh, he did. Christmas decorations before December. Oh, absolutely not. Yes. Absolutely not. <laughs> You know, Ryan, this is my statement on it. No matter what, you should do it beforehand. But especially in 2020, when you need to factory create your own serotonin, put mm-hmm. up your Christmas tree. Actually, the way yesterday. that... Yesterday. Absolutely. The, the, so the way that he has it worded uh, can get us out of a lot of... Uh, out of an uncomfortable spot because it's Christmas decorations before December. Well, Sure. But not until after Thanksgiving. Is that what you think? Yeah, that's that's the line you're drawing in the Th- sand. That is the line that I have drawn in the sand. <laughs> yep, and it doesn't always go over well in my home. Well, you're also condemning like <laughs> your whole community because if you drive around Fargo right mm-hmm. now, Lots there's of Christmas, Christmas lights, lights. You know who has the best lights? I just think they're absolutely gorgeous. Hmm. Uh, is it Gate City Bank? The blue ones. The bright blue ones yeah. on the trees. How do they do that? I don't know. That had, that had to take like that's year round though, isn't it? No, it's only not. Christmas time. Really? And well, I've so recently I've been seeing a lot more because down the block from where I live, there are a couple houses that get. It's called. It's a company that comes out and decorates their like outside of their homes for Christmas. And yeah. I was like, yep. Man, if I'm ever looking for a second side hustle, one hundred percent I would do that. Put up Christmas decorations. Absolutely. For other places, have no, you ever, notice, have you ever notice put the language we're using. Both saying absolutely. Do you mean you know what that means? It means there's there's no disagreement <laughs> yeah. here. It is one hundred percent whole hog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> man. Well, here's a deeper Agreed question for to you. Disagree. Yes, yes. <laughs> here's a deeper question that has been an ongoing point of debate between me and the one whom the Holy Spirit speaks through to me, my mm-hmm. wife, yep. as to when to take down the decorations after Christmas. And December twenty sixth. Dece- <laughs> I'm gonna mute you. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> do you guys know why? And we, we can talk about this later when we get closer, but do you know why December 25th is the day that we celebrate Christ's birth? No, no. So there's all kinds of blank stares. There's all kinds of myths out there. And one of the, one of the big myths as we discover in 20th, 21st century America is kind of a rewriting of history according to a pagan worldview as compared to a Christian worldview. Does this go back to, uh, what was the name of that zeitgeist? Yeah. The, the, the spirit of the culture. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, there was a celebration in Rome known as Saturnalia, which is connected to, Basically, it's the celebration of uh, the high god Saturn, mm -hmm. who um, was the the daddy of Zeus. Basically, okay. in in um, in uh, Greek, he's known as Kronos. In mm. Latin, he's known as Saturn. Okay. And if you think about like the planets and stuff, when a lot of those get named, it was after the Roman Empire, and Rome kind of took over for Greece mm. in Western culture. Um. Anyway, prior to Saturnalia being a big deal, mm -hmm. like a big deal that everyone celebrated, there were already Christians celebrating Christmas. And the reason why is because there is this um, old practice that great men of faith in the Bible died on the day that they were conceived. And so Jesus died according to the the Jewish calendar sometime between March 25th and April 6th. That's the Passover. It, when you look back mm -hmm. and say, when was the Passover during the year? Sometime between March 25th and April 6th. Hmm. So if you move back nine months, what do you get? December 25th to January 6th. Guess when the season of Christmas goes on? The 12 days of Christmas. December 25th. January 6th is Epiphany when the Magi show up. Mm. And so there are Christians around the world that will celebrate and share presents on Christmas Day and on Epiphany Day. Oh. And we'll, it depends on, you know, we in the United States, we have December 25th. But that was the reasoning for the choosing of those dates when Christianity uh, after Christendom was established, they're looking at, you know, what can we celebrate? What, what, are, what are big days that we should lift up in, in the empire so people know what Christianity is all about? Well, Christmas at that time then became a festival or a feast, uh, Christ's Mass, uh, the, the celebration of, of the birth of Jesus, okay? Never a big deal. The biggest one was always Easter, mm -hmm. um, but that was a very early Christian holiday. It just so happened that it also was around the time of Saturnalia, but Saturnalia was placed on December 25th after Christians had already been celebrating Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. So uh, uh, December 25th. Hmm. And the, the logic had to do with when Jesus had died, not with, oh, we want to compete with the Saturnalia folks. Huh. You know, that's only the, like the most popular holiday in the, in the empire. And we're this little sect of people. It, it didn't work that way. It had Christians were celebrating Christmas prior to Saturnalia becoming a big deal in the empire. It was only after Christian persecution that Saturnalia became a big, a big, big celebration. Hmm. So oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. So my takeaway is 
Christmas decorations up on the 24th and down on January 7th. So I have tried to make that argument, my friend, for many, many years. I don't care when we put them up. I love Christmas. Let's start the movement. We can do it in Advent. But I've always said, let's leave it up until January 6th. And I have never won this argument every year. It, it's coming down January second at the latest. Oh, okay. oh, see now this is that's opposite for me because I run on the basic calendars. So fall for me starts July fifth. Sure, the I will basic. put my pumpkins out at that time. The basic calendar. <laughs> Christmas begins November one. We take a short hiatus for Thanksgiving. Then we're back to Christmas, yeah. and Christmas runs until February twelfth. Hmm. I love that because then. February 13th is Galentine's Day. February 14th is Valentine's Day. <laughs> Galentine's Day. Parks and Rec. Hmm. I love it. I love the basic calendar. Here, here's another question. So what what do you call December 23rd? Is it Festivus or Christmas Eve Eve? Oh, Festivus <laughs> just, for another, the rest uh, of us? I love the Festivus div- one. I mean, that's just, if I can watch Seinfeld on December 23rd every mm-hmm. year, that would yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah, I think it has to be Festivus, right? Yes. I think I, I think usually what I think of December twenty third is like it's not close enough to be Christmas yet. So what's the point? The, <laughs> December twenty third is the day before Shopping Day. Yeah. <laughs> That's when the internal panic sets in. <laughs> it fully develops December twenty fourth. So I wonder how uh, how Black Friday is going to go this year. I mean, it's starting this Friday according to Amazon. Really, a lot of places are yeah. doing it online early. I mean, there shouldn't be any mobs or anything at. At uh, Target and Kohl's or anything. Nowhere is opening on Thanksgiving Day either anymore. Oh, they're not this time. Nope. Walmart, Target, Kohl's, all opening like 5 or 6 a.m. on Friday, which I really like. But also on the flip side, I worked retail for four and a half years of Thanksgiving Day is Black Friday, so I'm a little bitter. So, Mm -hmm. well, I am am curious because they can only allow so many people in the building, though. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have people lined up around that, the building. Why do you think Amazon is saying Black Friday sales begin this yeah. Friday? Uh, and and uh, I, I would just like to say that uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the day that our new overlords take over everything. And, you know, go Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> and I never have to go and do a store ever again. I am really excited. I hope that we get yeah, same day delivery you- with the one opening in West Fargo. Yeah. So I but I don't agree with Amazon everything though. Yeah. Like I just bought a pair of shoes. I can't try them on on Amazon. Right. Yes, you can. Amazon wardrobe. Yeah. It'll send it to you and you get seven days to try it on and return it. Or you can purchase it outright. So what happens to it when I send it back? It they, goes back into their warehouse. Right. So DJ could it, buy it a pair of a, shoes, <laughs> send it back. On. And then, yeah. It gets doused in ammonia first. Yeah. Just so you know. And then dipped in lye. It's kind of like bowling shoes. Yeah. <laughs> they spray it down and hope for the best. <laughs> yes. That's why that's why COVID is spreading. Everyone's trying on stuff and sending it back to Amazon. It's because of Amazon shoes. That's where it came. It wasn't Ozzy with the bat. It was Amazon and their shoes. <laughs> I don't think those are words you want to put out into a public podcast that <laughs> Amazon is the cause of this because they might come get you. I, I apologize, Amazon. <laughs> Again, we welcome our new overlords. Uh, Jeff Bezos, thank United you. United States of Amazon. Oh, wow. Good stuff. You wouldn't even have to change the initials. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, think about how much uh, of all the things that have changed our lives in the last 20 years, you have, you have the iPod and iPhone, right? Mm -hmm. But I think you have the emergence of Amazon. And <laughs> in 2000, I remember watching this video of Jeff Bezos is like, oh yeah, we plan on losing millions of dollars every year, but just wait. Because they were building up this infrastructure by opening all these manufacturing locations all over the country mm -hmm. to then be like, we're not just selling books anymore. We're selling Everything. whatever you want. Everything. Everything. Well, do you guys get, I have Amazon Prime. So anytime anything else takes more than two days to get to my front door, I just, I get a little annoyed. Like, well, this is that instant <laughs> gratification yes. that yeah. has taken like, this over. Is, this yes. is why Gen Z only has an eight second like attention, attention span. span. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how old Big Fan is, but that person might be gone already. Yeah. I've been talking too much. Yeah. Made it halfway through the question, <laughs> the, the answer. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, bottom line, when, when talking about Christmas decorations, I think it's the norm is like after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But you know what? There's a lot of people that get into the Christmas spirit before Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving is kind of like the, the runner-up to Christmas. And it's interesting if you think about the three holidays that follow each other. You have Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. you have Christmas, mm -hmm. and then you have New Year's. Yep. And all of them point to an anticipation of something new. Mm -hmm. um, Thanksgiving is, is, was a celebration of surviving um, in a new world where yep. many people died coming over here uh, the, the first Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and starting something new. Um, Christmas also is, it's, it's the good news of great joy for all people. God is doing something new mm -hmm. because Jesus has come. And then the New Year's is about... New Year. I finally can start my diet again <laughs> and last a day or two. Because it's gym, new. Gym memberships are through the roof. <laughs> And so, and so I, I think that just as the New Year's has a bit of a Christmassy feel too, mm -hmm. well, Thanksgiving have a bit of a Christmassy yeah. feel too, because mm -hmm. the big new thing, the new thing that never gets old is the birth of Jesus. Yeah. For you. Love it. Cool. So we'll just have to agree to disagree, yeah. Ryan. Agree uh, well, to disagree. Well, I was going to ask Ryan, so have we convinced you to put up your Christmas decorations yet? No. <laughs> what if we, I'm just going to shoot a text actually, to your wife. Actually, yeah. actually. Actually, so we have this cat. Have I talked about the cat before on here? Mm -mm. We got a cat, much to my chagrin. But does your cat have as cool a name as your dog? Because your dog has the coolest name the, ever. The dog is Pickles. Who yes. named your dog? Haley did. I oh. love it. Haley did. So when, Haley was, uh, she was maybe three yes. when we got when we got the dog, and so I said, "Well, Haley, you get to pick the name of the dog." Which is a mistake when you're talking to a three-year-old. No, you're not. No, it's not. I Side so, note to this. I love when little kids get to pick animal names because so my intern boss, they got a dog when her daughter was probably like four. Mm -hmm. And that dog's name is Pepperoni Sky Pizza. See, now that's great. If it was my son, it would be dog. Hmm. Well, there's, there's nothing wrong with simplicity either. <laughs> So, so I said, "Well, Haley, you get to name the dog. What do you think we should we should name him?" I think Pickles. Pickles. Yes. All right, Pickles. Let's go potty. <laughs> Come perfect. on, Pickles. Come on, Pickles. Have you seen the Secret Life of Pets too? No. 
Gotta go watch it because the cutest puppy. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Cutest puppy is named Pickles. Hmm. Yep. So so Pickles is the dog. Well, was Rugrats on? No, Rugrats wasn't on when your kids were small. That no, that was before. Yeah. Yeah. That's not when I was a kid. That's not an uncommon thing. Tommy Pickles hmm. is their last name. Well, the cat's name is Dill. Dill That's Pickles. great. Which is kind of a twofer, mm-hmm. uh, be, because the our vet's name is uh, Doctor Dill. Doctor Dill. Doctor Dill here in town. Yep. So we didn't uh, you bring Dill to Dill. Bring yeah, bring Dill to Dill. So yeah, we've got the dog Pickles and the and uh, the cat Dill. And the one good thing about the cat, circling back to Christmas decorations, is we can't have a Christmas tree up because the the, the cat rips the tree down. They make shatterproof ornaments now. No, I mean the whole thing. Oh, like, yeah. Like, how big's wow. your cat? Well, like, the, I mean, how it's grown over the two years because there's a lot of treats and things. Eighty-five I mean, pounds. I, like, do you, do you have a tiger? I was gonna say, <laughs> like, do you have a Bengal tiger walking around your backyard? It's, it's you know, he's not a Garfield cat, but you know, he's, on his way. He's he's put on his COVID nineteen. Just like <laughs> he's a bit on know. the fluffy Are you fat side. Shaming your cat? No, no. I would just shame the cat. Is your cat, is your cat listening to this podcast? <laughs> no. Okay. Good. Dill's gonna be typing. I I did see. Speaking of cats, and now see you're trying to get me in trouble. I no. think is what the deal is here. But I saw a great meme that said cats cannot give. You cannot get uh, COVID from your cat, but if it could give it to you, it would. <laughs> That's great. Then it was just like this cat with a snarling look right. on its face. There's a little, there's a stand-up comedian. Her name's Eliza Schesslinger. And I think she's hilarious, but she has a whole little bit about ASPCA commercials. And she's like, it's so funny because you see the dogs and they just look so sad. And they're like, what, what did they do to leave me? And she goes, and then you see the cats and they got like one eye and like a hump and like one paw. And they're like, yeah, I did something. They gave me up and I'd do it again. <laughs> and that's whatever I think of when I think of cats. Do, do, you don't have a cat. Nope. You'll never get one either. No, I'm allergic to cats. Oh. Well, the other thing is that you wouldn't do well with is this will be the cat. Middle of the night, all of a sudden you wake up and you hear this. <laughs> Your cat makes dad sounds? Well, cleaning cleaning itself. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is funny, though. If I ever did get a cat. <laughs> dad sounds. It's <laughs> laying in the lazy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. I would get one of the hairless cats because I just think they're hilarious looking. Mm-hmm. Like the Dr. Evil cat? Yeah. Oh, oh no, no, no. That's look- mad. Yes. All right, then. What else we got? Is that it? Well, well, we'll we'll touch more on Christmas when we get closer to oh, it. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. We're only a couple weeks. Not even. We're in Christmas right now. Well, I think that's it. So, so I, I'll add one more thing. One more thing. Um, the Christmas decorations go up. When your spouse begins to play Christmas music on Alexa. Because that's what happened in my house. Ah. As soon as the first snow fell, all of a sudden, I hear I hear Frank Sinatra yeah. and uh, uh, Buble and, and all those, you know, the, the weather outside. Yeah, I, I, love, I, love, mm-hmm. I love Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, that sort yeah. of crooning kind of. That's, that's, that's my kind of Christmas song. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Burl, that, I love Burl Ives Burl too. Ives. When that stuff came on, that's when the decorations started to mm. appear, and they're spreading. Was it subtle? Was it just sort of a I'm going to hit play, and DJ will know what to do? <laughs> uh, it was not that subtle. It was hey, go get this tree. 
Okay. The totes are in from the garage, ready to go up. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, one one more thing before we go. Have you seen the tree in Rockefeller Center? Oh. No. Horrible. Oh, man. If you have not seen the tree. It looked, this is where I think, though, I think that there was some type of moving issues because it looked great <laughs> when it was planted. It's 2020. <laughs> if you have not seen the tree that they put up, the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center, stop what you're doing and look it up because it is. It went from, like Sarah said, uh, just a beautiful, t- you know, the Rockefeller Center tree. I mean, I've been to Rockefeller Center, but never at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. But I imagine these things are like 50 feet tall or something like that. But this thing went from just a gorgeous, huge so, tree to the, Charlie Brown. This is, was it planted, looking great. Yeah. Yeah. Wait for DJ's reaction. To, um, this is when they got it set up. Oh my <laughs> lord! You're kidding me. It's like missing half the bottom. It is like Charlie it, it Brown's is, yeah. tree. Yeah, it's the tw- the 2020, 2020 Christmas tree. Affects everything. <laughs> yeah, they can't even get a Christmas tree right in 2020. Yeah. You know, this year is so funny. I, I don't think like I don't think like a volcano is going to go off or anything like that. But I'm just trying to think what how are things going to end? Like like December 30th, if like. I don't know. A mountain's just going to go and just flatten or something. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it's going to cause destruction, but it's just uh, something that just kind of puts a cherry on top of this entire year. You think it's going to be like Y two K? Like people are going to be like unplugging their computers and hiding in their bathtubs. Like what else can go wrong? The the ball in Times Square will fall off its little (laughs) rod and roll onto. No, no, no. What's going to happen is it's going to come down, and as soon as it hits, it's going to. Poof, and shoot straight up in the air. That's what's going to happen. You'll be like, what? Okay. Or it'll All move right. the wrong way and mm-hmm. flip off the top. Drop too yeah. early. <laughs> oh. Yep. So anyway, well, I think that's, uh, we've done as much damage as yep. we could do here today. Yep. So uh, uh, if, if um, regardless of the year, 2020, 2021, yeah. Jesus, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And um, we have much to be thankful for. We do. We have a lot to be thankful for. And so, uh, DJ, would you mind praying us out today? I sure will. Father God, we thank you for this season where we can laugh together and, and um, you know, kvetch a bit, just like uh, it seems like that's the normal thing to do in our world right now. Uh, but you know what? You are good all the time. And um, regardless of, of what is going on, you have called us into a new life of faith, of loving you and loving our neighbor, which means, uh, especially in this season of, of COVID and after elections, uh, the witness of a Christian is a witness to point to the power of your forgiveness. And how, um, how we move back, move back into a place of unity is to learn to forgive each other. And I pray, Lord, that that would be coming forward in this this season of anticipation, this season of thankfulness with Thanksgiving and Christmas and the new year coming, that we would discover again the power of your forgiveness and that we would forgive others. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining us today. Remember, uh, this weekend, uh, 9 o'clock and 1030, we have services that you can watch by going to atonement.live or atonementfargo.org or on the YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. So for Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung, I'm Ryan Janke, and join us next week for another riveting episode of that podcast.